Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with my elementary school friend up until high school, Mandy. Hey guys, I'm Mandy, and I'm a junior. Yeah, so (laughs) welcome to the show. Mandy and I, we've had a really long relationship. Like, I've known her since kindergarten. We didn't really get close until, like, upper grade and stuff and then like we kind of fell out of it again but then now in high school we have a couple of classes together so we started talking more again um I think before we get started talking about the main topics which is pressure and procrastination um let's talk more about like our relationship so that the listeners can understand who you are a little bit more yeah, so um, I think Melody and I started becoming like really good friends in fourth grade. I remember um, every time at recess, we would like find a song and start singing and making <laughs> dance moves together. And then we would go on the monkey bars and then, oh, that one song, Katy Perry, Dark Horse. Oh my gosh, that was our jam. We went on the monkey bars and hung upside down and had like a whole dance routine for that song. I don't remember that. You don't remember? No. <laughs> we hung upside down? Yeah. Like, there was a whole routine where we had to climb up and sit at the top and then, like, start hanging. Oh, my gosh. What were we on? <laughs> what? Wow, that's okay. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I remember... Um, that one time when I fell off of the monkey bars and then I had a panic attack oh, yeah. and then you didn't see me. I, I started giving you CPR. <laughs> and then I was like, what are you doing? Because you were doing like the chest compressions. Yeah. And then I was like, stop. Because you're like, I can't breathe. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> And then I was like, no, I think I'm breathing, but I just can't breathe. And you're like, what? You're continuing. And then obviously, because we were young and elementary school, quote, drama happened. Yeah. And (laughs) that was, you know what? I think we should blame the teacher. I know. Because I'm like. We were young, right? I didn't mean to make you cry, but then the teacher found out, and then he got mad at me, and then, like, the next day was my birthday, and then he told me that, oh, the friends you have now won't be your friends in high school, or something like that, and I was like, wow, thanks. Oh, shoot, he said that? Yeah, and then I told you the next day, and then then we both started crying, and then he got (laughs) mad at me again, and then he made us talk it out. What? Well, I don't, I don't remember the us crying part, but I remember, like, was it that day when we both got called out of the classroom? And then, yeah, it was yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, dang. <laughs> you remember, like, the details so clearly. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> is this like a, is this like a traumatic part of your childhood? Well, I mean, like, I was just mad that he said that stuff to me on my birthday. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well I think that's completely valid because like we're just kids and like obviously now looking back it like makes sense but then 
like at the time you probably couldn't process it yeah I don't even know why we were arguing (laughs) (laughs) we would just like I don't even know see the thing is I feel like personally for me I would always kind of just like do whatever like you say to do you know like like oh let's go to the monkey bars and I'd be like okay (laughs) like I just I was just like I'll do whatever Mandy says she wants to do because she's really cool like that's literally the whole time I was like I love Mandy (laughs) yeah dude I freaking I looked up to you so much like I don't even know if you know that but like seriously like no joke I I was like you're my role model and then like I'd come home from school and I'm like Mandy reads so much I want to read a lot okay so you know (laughs) you were my role model because you were like really good at math and all that stuff and then when we had like the advanced kind of group things and then he um the teacher had you like go around the class and help everyone I was like why is she so smart oh (laughs) I'm gonna share like a really embarrassing thing but you know how like the teacher that we had like he was like a really big fan of reading and he got us to read and then like obviously you're a huge reader Mm -hmm. so you and like I'm not gonna say their names because I don't know if they want to be a part of this story but two of the other girls that we were really close friends with you guys were all like talking about the latest books, like Clockwork Angel, and like the whole series. Oh, yeah. And then I'd be like, yeah, like I know, right? And then I have no clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and like, you know how like we had like AR points and stuff. And oh then, yeah. Yeah. I you totally guys- forgot about those. <laughs> it was like such a weird thing. But you guys would always get like a lot of points. And then like I would just read in order to like be a part of the group and like I never actually really liked reading but I would pretend that I did and I was like oh I love this book like have you guys read it I remember there was like like this series but I don't remember the name but like you were actually really into it but I never got the chance to read it and I already forgot the name oh yeah the ugly it was like a I don't know all I remember was on the cover there were like two faces like close together yeah uh, uglies pretties oh yeah that one yeah I made a whole like project on it it was like the dome construction paper oh the dodecahedron <laughs> oh yeah that's what it <laughs> yeah that oh my gosh why are our memories so vivid <laughs> we just remember this stuff um but yeah I'm kind of sad that our friendship fell out because yeah, because of the stupid argument that none of us remember. Yeah, like, it was, it was really weird. I think one one part of it that I got really upset with was our outdoor science school situation. Because I remember oh, we yeah. were always talking about, like, being in the same group and stuff. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I was like... <gasps> yeah, because um, you, you wanted this other girl to be in our group, but then... Um, my the our other friend and I didn't really like her but then I don't know at that time I feel like I just wanted to fit in with their group too so Mm -hmm. I would just follow on along with whatever they say like right now we don't even talk anymore and like I used to think we were like the best of friends with like those other people but I just wanted to fit in with them I guess yeah it's very relatable like I think we've all gone through this like the people listening and like 
a lot of my current friends too like I think it's just like a elementary school thing and like a middle school thing like we all thought we were gonna be BFFs for the rest of our lives but you know things work out things don't but I'm honestly really glad that we were able to like talk and just like be friends again Mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool Anyways, so let's go into what this episode is about. Um, So let's start off by talking about the pressures that we've experienced from school. Because obviously, like even just from that little conversation we had, um, you can tell that both Mandy and I, we've, I feel like ever since we were little, we were kind of like overachievers and we would like try to be the best at everything we would just try to do our best that we can um but we got pressures from like teachers and parents and just like from school like even our peers they kind of like saw us as like people who were like good at everything which obviously isn't true Mm -hmm. yeah um I feel like I get a lot of pressure from just everyone around me like I'm expected to do good in school or like get really good grades but like over time like it used to be easy you know like elementary school middle school but now it's like in high school it's getting harder and especially with like the whole COVID situation and we're staying at home like there's like no motivation to keep trying and doing better so like I feel like I'm like falling behind and not even trying as much. Yeah same I think COVID did like something really weird to me because I would have like extreme phases like I would never have like an in-between stage where I just like do okay it's either I'm super productive well <laughs> it's either <laughs> I'm super productive or it's I don't care or I don't want to do anything at all yeah yeah and I feel like one part of it that sucks too is the fact that we used to be really productive people yeah like literally recently or just like this year I used to be super productive like I would wake up early and like I would even work out every day but now it's like oh yeah I'm gonna work out today and then I don't even like get to work out it was like oh yeah I'll do it tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes like more tomorrows and then like yeah mm-hmm yeah, like you would you would just like continue on the cycle, like I'll do it mm-hmm. the next day and then it never happens. And then I've also become like super like addicted to my phone in the sense like I'm always on TikTok, always on Netflix, and I never like want to do my homework. Like I always wake up early on school days, the, like the day before homework is due or whatever, and just do it in the mornings. Yeah, I remember you were saying that like you wake up at like 4 or 5 a.m. sometimes. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That's honestly that that itself is very impressive because I don't think I would ever be able to wake up that early for any reason. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely understand that. And I know for a fact, actually, because of everyone who's been talking about it on social media like you've seen a lot of teens a lot of high schoolers specifically like we're all either at our lowest points or we're all like somehow thriving like it's either one or the other like you've either had a glow up or you've had a glow down that I feel like that's what I see all the time on social media Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't know personally for me I feel 
weird seeing that like especially people who grew up because I'm like wow like they're doing so much for themselves and they're you know they're working out every day they're eating healthy and then like they had some major hair transformation or something yeah and they're like glowing their skin is amazing and then like I would look at the other side of TikTok and it'd be like did anyone else not clean their room for the entire month? And then <laughs> it's like the list goes on. And I'm like, I can relate to both, but it really depends on my mood and the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like whenever I see the videos about like all those gloves or people being productive, I'm just like, why can't I be like that? Or like when I see other people who aren't being as productive, I'm like, oh, totally. That's me. <laughs> yeah, Like relatable content. It's also a kind of like toxic productivity in which like now social media always displays like the best things. Well, like obviously not all the time, but people look up to the most productive schedules and like the most successful people. And I feel like it's also because of how social media can really create someone's career too. Like if you look at Charlie D'Amelio, she's- 16 I know and she like she has like more money than like other celebrities that like have been around for a while yeah and I feel like she probably has more money than all like 16 year olds in the world combined (laughs) probably like that is that is crazy and like personally for me I know for sure like I feel so bad about myself just like being like oh wow like I wish I was like her like you start mm-hmm. comparing yourself and it's super toxic. Mm-hmm. Like exactly like a lot of people our age, like we just go on social media and then we see all like those influencers or like Instagram models or whatever. And then we just start comparing ourselves to them. And like, in a, like they're not trying to make us feel bad, but then I'm like me personally, sometimes I would feel bad. I'm like, oh, why can't I be like her? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely not intentional. If it was intentional, then that would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what is the point of that? Um, but I think, like, honestly, it's just, like, a weird... I don't even really know how to justify it. Like, it's, it's just bad. It's a bad mindset, but, like, it's hard to learn how to not have it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, again, I feel like from the environment that we grew up with, it's always been like very competitive. Like I know compared to like our other like high schools from different districts, mm-hmm. our school is like one of the least competitive ones. But yeah. still like, I feel like especially in our grade, like class of 2022, we have some weird like tension that's there amongst everyone and it's <laughs> never discussed. Like, is that just me? <laughs> I don't really see it, but yeah. maybe I'm just like too not detail oriented but like I just like observe people too much because every time like whenever I'm in classes like people are always talking about grades or talking about like homework which like I guess that's normal in school but like not a healthy amount like very obsessive over grades and Mm -hmm. I I don't really know how to like describe yeah like um, if we get like a test or quiz back, like we find out our scores and then we like go and run around comparing our scores with the other people. 
yeah exactly like oh I got this what did you get and then some people like oh I did so bad but then they got like an 98 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's I think it's really it's really silly how that happens and I'm sure it happens at like a lot of schools too um but yeah um moving away from school itself and like our peers do you have any pressures that you've had from parents specifically I don't feel like they're pressuring me but um both of my parents are like engineers I've grown up with like the idea that oh since they're engineers I think I would like being an engineer and that's why I took computer science classes um in school but I found out I don't actually like it. So tech, I basically kind of wasted two years of exploring. And then the other option was like, oh, should I be a doctor or something in like STEM? Because I feel like that's what's expected of me. But my parents are like fine with whatever I choose. But it's just like, I feel like outside pressure wants me to do this. So maybe I would like that. But in reality, I don't really like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no one's directly telling you what to do, but you just, like, have that pressure on yourself almost, right? Yeah, like, I feel like that's what I should be doing. Like, I don't really know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely understand you. That's one of the worst pressures to have, honestly. It's worse than having, like, a tiger parent or, like, really, um, like, teachers who have really high expectations for you because – like, you can't really control that. Like, it is literally yourself giving you that pressure. But it's really hard to take that mindset away. And I personally, I think I also set really high expectations for myself. Because, you know, my parents, they're, like, super chill. Yeah. Like, they literally told me to stop studying. And, like, you really? know, <laughs> yeah, they were, my mom is just, like, go to sleep. Like, you just need sleep. Um but yeah, I, I'm the one who always tells myself like, oh, I need to continue studying or I need to keep doing my homework or like just do something else, you know, that that will give me good grades and um, just make me happy. Now, I don't know how many people actually experience this because for me, I know some of like our closest friends in my mm-hmm. grade, like they all have tiger parents. And, like, I don't know how they handle that because it seems like a lot. Um, but I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Um, I know, like, one of my friends, she wants to go, like, f- she wants to major in, like, fashion or something. But she knows her parents won't. So she wants to go that pathway, but her parents won't really accept it. Like, they tell her, oh, you need to, like, go this way, have a government job or something so you can um, make money I guess but like I feel like parents shouldn't decide what their kid wants to do and just let them do what they want so they can be happy yeah for sure I mean I feel like I kind of understand from like a parent's perspective because they want the best for their children and like obviously especially in like the arts industry I feel like it's very it's super, super competitive. So they probably don't want like their kids going through that. But again, it's like a whole issue because that's their kids like passion, right? Mm-hmm. 
talking more about like getting good grades and like the future basically like do you ever feel the pressure to only succeed in school because you have to like in order to get into a good college and not necessarily like doing it for like your own liking yeah like like I said before I don't really know what I want to do but I feel like if I don't get good grades if I don't get into college I won't get a job or anything and like I've always had this idea that like I see myself like five ten years from now I'll be like out of college but if I even get into college but like I'll be out and I feel like I won't be successful in life I'm just gonna be like lost in the future like not knowing what to do Mm-hmm. I completely understand you because I'm someone who really likes like organization. Like I, I follow my life plan that I have put together, even though it might change last minute, like I'll still keep a mental note of it. But like the anxiety you get when you don't know what's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Literally. exactly. One of the worst feelings ever. It's so nerve wracking. Like, especially, like, when you're done with high school, you don't know what's next. Like, do you go to college or do you just try to find a job? And if you continue on with college, like, what's going to happen after? Because basically our whole life we've been in school. And, like, we don't know, like, what to do without school, basically. Yeah. And, like, what even is adulting? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like there's so many things that we still don't know. And it's kind of normalized in high school because you know we're just kids being kids and we're just doing high school stuff but then once we graduate we're like oh frick like (laughs) what do I need to do like do I start filing taxes like how do how how do w2 what what are taxes (laughs) so it's it's a lot I feel like just the idea of the future, how do these pressures affect your own mental health? Like it can be pressures from parents, teachers, even yourself. Um, like recently, sometimes like one day I just wake up and I'd be really mad. I don't even know why, like my whole mood is just mad. And anyone who talks to me, I just get mad at them. Like even my parents, even though I'm not like trying to be rude or anything. But it's just like my whole mindset changes overnight and then it shifts back right away. Like one second I can go from like being like really moody and like mad and then I change like I'd start laughing and talking about other stuff. Like I feel like I'm getting mood swings or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Yeah. I feel like when you get those pamphlets on puberty and it's like teenagers <laughs> go through mood swings, like th- that's what I imagine. <laughs> yeah. No, but I completely relate. And it's usually like triggered by like some sort of event. Like if you wake up and you feel like annoyed at everything and like super frustrated and then like you see that your your friends sent a funny meme in a group chat or something and then like automatically you're like, ah, today's a good day. <laughs> well, maybe not like that. That's a little bit dramatic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Do you think the pressures that you receive affect like your self-esteem and how you value yourself? Um, Sometimes 
um, I feel like I'm not good enough, you know? Like, I don't fit into the expectations. Like, not... I don't, like not that anyone's expecting something of me but like my own expectations for myself like I don't reach them or like just yeah like what I said before I'm not good enough to like like yeah I don't know how to explain it but just like like that idea do you know why you give yourself so much pressure to do good um well um uh, my dad friend she she already graduated from college and right out of college she got a job with Microsoft so I feel like oh she's super successful and then my dad's other friend's son who's the same age as her he he didn't he's not as successful as her like he didn't get a job right away he's still in like doing his master's and he just got like an internship or any for or something like that and my my dad and my parents, they like compare him to her basically. So I feel like if they compare him to her, they're going to compare me to her or something like that. So I feel like, oh, I have to do good. Like, what if I'm not as successful? Like, will my parents be disappointed in me? Yeah, I think in general, the problem with pressures is just that comparison. Mm-hmm. It's it's really weird because like if you really think about it, our whole entire conversation has just been like, talking about how we compare ourselves to other people, how other people compare us. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's an interesting connection. I never really thought about it like that before. And like, it's like, it's really nothing to worry about. It's just all in our heads, but it it like gets to us. Yeah, seriously. It's like when you play sports, like you play volleyball, you know how like people, Mm -hmm. your coach will probably be like, get out of your head. Like that's, exactly what yeah, happened. like like also I feel like there's so much expected from me from volleyball because like I joined varsity as a freshman and I felt like everyone on the team hated me like the seniors and everything but then That's like I got why. to know them. I got to know them right and then uh-huh. um so we like became friends and everything mm-hmm. but I still have the idea like other people in my grade also in volleyball like they'll hate me or whatever and then I also feel like since I got in early as a freshman, then um, like I'm expected to do good. Like I can't make any mistakes. I can't mess up and I have to like be the best on the team or whatever. Like I just feel that pressure too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of ties back to what I said earlier because you're, you're really good at sports and I think I'm way better <laughs> in the academic side than a- athletics. So Like, we both know what it's like to be, like, to have really high expectations from our peers. Mm -hmm. But that just, it honestly, like, I feel really flattered, the fact that people, like, would look at me so highly. But also, at the same time, I'm terrified. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I always feel so nervous or, like, scared to share my own, like, stats or my even like my study advice like I I just feel like people are I don't know they're they're gonna judge like everything that I say and put out there and they're like oh like she she does this weirdly like why did why does she get this she doesn't deserve that and I'm or like academic wise like you say oh I got like a C on the test they can be like I thought she was supposed to be smart or like she was supposed to be good at this or like if 
you like mess up at your sport during like a game and everyone's watching you they're like I thought she was supposed to be the best player I thought she was like this you know Mm -hmm. so like there's always that fear of making a mistake because other people might judge you for it yeah exactly and I feel like it's not even just with like high achieving students athletes or whatever because there's a lot of things that I'm not good at, for example, art. But like, I know a lot of like my really close friends, they are terrific at art. You know, they they draw so beautifully. And then like, I know sometimes people will be like, whoa, like you draw, like I didn't expect you to draw. And it's like really like, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, exactly. Like people just can't have their own passions. So honestly, I think the real problem is just people are being so like judgmental for no reason. Like it's the whole thing about like teenage girls literally can't do anything right without being made fun of. (laughs) It's, it's disgusting. I feel like no matter what you do, like if you're super passionate about something, like you can feel so amazing about it. But then like one person will mention something like directly to your face really aggressively or even like passive aggressively and it'll automatically make you feel so insecure and so little. Yeah, there's always that one hater. <laughs> Seriously. And it's hard. Like people are always like, don't don't listen to the haters and like mm-hmm. just do your own thing. But it's hard. Like it's not an easy thing to just like automatically shift your mindset. You know, you have to start loving yourself and, and yeah. be proud of yourself. And then like it's like a whole entire process. Like something like for me personally, it kind of relates to this. Like, you know how I don't have like Asian hair you know, mm-hmm. like, like the I straight have hair. Poofy, poofy, frizzy, kind of curly hair, wavy-ish hair, and I've always struggled with, like, leaving it natural, that's why, I, ever since I was little, I was always tying my hair up into a ponytail, and now I still do that, but recently, I've become more comfortable, and I know, like, two years ago, I finally had, like, the confidence to let my hair down and go to school like that, and the first thing one of my friends said to me was, like, wow, you look weird, But I know they didn't mean it in that way. It's just I look different from my everyday thing. But then just saying that brought like my whole confidence down, you know? Oh my gosh, that's Like they didn't mean it in a mean way. It's just, they just said it because I just look different than how I did every day. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 that's like a perfect example. Sometimes we say things without meaning it, but then it can be like so meaningful to the person receiving it. So it's, I think people just in general need to learn how to communicate better without hurting people's feelings unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Unintended results. (gasps) (laughs) Our project. (laughs) We had an English project and then we were talking about unintended results for a part of it. (laughs) So, but yeah, I think in general, we should all learn to just be kind to people, but also like watch what we're saying. Even though um, you don't mean it in a mean way, like the person could take it personally or a little offended by it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said some things that made some people feel like insecure or like unconfident about themselves, even though I never meant it. It's just Like, I never thought of it from their perspective or, like, how they would feel. Exactly. I think you said it perfectly. 
So what do you do to deal with these pressures? Like self-care wise, like how, how do you become more confident and accept yourself from these pressures, from these judgments, I should say? Um, I always like, you know, that thing, like, don't listen to them. Like what other people say doesn't really matter as long as like whatever you think about yourself, like what you think about yourself is what matters. That's basically what I try to tell myself. But then sometimes it doesn't always work. Like what people say still get to me or like the pressures of being expected to do good. Um, Yeah, just basically like that. And self-care wise, um, I used to like have like this whole schedule for like, I'd set aside one day of the week and I chose Sunday where I'd like go 24 hours without a phone the whole day. Like I I was only able to do that one time. And then after that one time, I went right back to like using my phone and doing other stuff. And um, I haven't been, I stopped reading like for a while. <gasps> And I haven't read like an actual book in a long time. So I tried to implement that into my like Sunday self-care day, but Mm -hmm. didn't really work out either. But the one thing that stuck is I journal every day, not like bullet journaling or whatever, just like writing down my thoughts, all like the events that happened in the day and how I felt or like if someone said something, like how did I feel like that kind of stuff. That's really cool. I've been trying really hard to get into journaling, like I would do it occasionally. Okay, I think the latest thing that I wrote was like a week ago. And then I said, um, today was whack. (laughs) (laughs) I say that too, but then I write like a bunch of more stuff after. I know when I first started journaling, um, I would only have like one or two, three lines because I didn't know what to say. But over time, like sometimes I would fill up a whole page or just like Mm -hmm. a whole paragraph. That's really nice. I remember this one time I was so upset. Like, I don't even know what I was upset about. Um, But then I journaled it down. I legit wrote like one page on the front, two page, three. So five pages. Um, And oh my gosh, that felt so good. Like, I think (laughs) I talked about this in one of my previous episodes. But like after I journaled, I went back to sleep. And then like, I just forgot about what I was worried about. Like, it's a good way to, like, get rid of all the negative feelings you have and all the stress. Exactly. It's so effective. It's hard to, like, motivate myself to do it, though. How do you motivate yourself? Um, I just, before I go to bed, I just grab my journal and I just start writing. Sometimes I would forget or sometimes if I'm too lazy to go get it because I'm already in bed, I just quickly type it out on my phone, even though that's kind of, like, cheating, but... (laughs) Yeah. And then the next day I would write it down. And also, you know how sometimes you dream about something at night and Mm -hmm. then you wake up, you remember it, but then like five minutes, 10 minutes later, it's like gone. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I also write down the dreams that I remember, even though like they could be like some stupid kind of thing. Cause you also know, like, um, sometimes something happens in real life and then you remember that you dreamed about it happening. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like that one line someone said, it was also in your dream or something. So that's Mm -hmm. why I started like writing my dreams just in case it does happen. I was like, yeah, see, I dreamt about this. (laughs) You have receipts. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's actually really smart. 
I remember, I think it was the beginning of last year, because, you know, like, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I started a bullet journal. I sustained it for half a year, and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> but, like, in, in the month of January, and only the month of January, I wrote, like, one sentence about my dreams. And I actually, it's really funny how we're talking about this now, because I literally just, like, saw it, like, I think it was yesterday when I was cleaning my room. But I read the dreams that I had, and I was like, "What? Is, what is going on in my head?" Um, wait, I'll I'll show it to you because this is actually really funny. <laughs> like, do you see these long lines of stuff? I skipped yeah. like this all day. Yeah, so it's really weird. See, on January first, I dreamt about white elephant. <laughs> wait, like the, like the Christmas game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Oh, okay, here's some tea. On January 10th, I dreamt about a boy. Arrow, I don't know who, though. (laughs) I write about that all the time, too. (laughs) Really? Yeah, like, my dreams. (laughs) Like, sometimes there'd just be some random person in there, like, a boy is like, oh, I just describe what they looked like, but then I, like, I don't remember the face, you know? Like, I don't know who that person is. It's like a shadow, right? Like, you just Mm -hmm. don't. On January 7th, I dreamt about the Sprouse twins auditioning for ice cream. For ice cream? <laughs> like, are they auditioning the role of being in ice cream? Or, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Super off topic. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Mandy, for joining me in this episode. Do you want to share your social media? Um, my Insta is Mandy Lynn, M-A-N-D-I-L-I-N-N-N-N. And that's basically the only one I go on, so. Also, make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast. Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a productive and amazing day. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.